Hey, business building warrior, this is Jim, host of Silent Sales Machine Radio, and I've got another great episode for you today with a guest. Most of our episodes do include a guest around here, and typically they're students of our proven Amazon course or our coaching program. And that's what we've got for you today, another proven Amazon course student who started not that long ago. He's busy, he's got a full-time job, but in the extra hours he has in his time, he's begun building a business. And he recently posted an exciting update in our free Facebook group. There's a link to that group, by the way, silentgym.com. All these links will be in the show notes, anything we talk about today. But he said, hey, just had a few great sales days and celebrated with the community and everybody hopped on and said, hey, great job. I reached out to him and said, hey, how do you think about being on the podcast? I know you're new. I know you're just getting your feet under you, but let's tell your story. Because we've heard from many listeners to this program, if you've listened to more than 15, 20 episodes, there's a theme here. It's a lot of success stories. In some cases, people who've built massive businesses, in some cases, very quickly. And then it's other people who are in those newer stages of just starting, still making some mistakes, which we all do, no matter how big our business is, but they're still learning the basics. And that's certainly the case today with Ted. He's learning the basics. Now, he's bought some successful inventory and he also uses, he's very transparent and tells us he's bought some really bad inventory stuff that sold slowly. He got over aggressive, he got too excited, bought too much. I love talking through these kinds of conversations with newer sellers because it's the same journey we all go on. And I think you'll be able to relate to him. He's using a virtual assistant. He's got an interesting story how he found the virtual assistant. It's kind of working out and it's kind of not in some ways. So it's a very transparent, like I said, story about how to go from knowing nothing to getting some momentum, making some mistakes, having some celebrations, but having a trajectory that's pushing you towards eventual tremendous success. And I believe it's inevitable in this case because he really is dialing in his process. And I enjoy painting a very realistic picture for those who are considering this business opportunity. Some people are on the impression that you can find a business opportunity that is so low-hanging fruit, so easy to get into, just throw a little money and things become beautiful overnight. Those businesses do not exist. If you're under that impression, this is the wrong community for you. We don't have that to offer. We don't sell it. We don't teach it. We don't pretend that that's what we have. It's work. There is a learning curve. Your results will come over time. You're going to make some mistakes. But the beauty of it is there's such a low barrier to entry, such a low price point. You can earn money as you're learning. You'll hear very early on in my conversation today with Ted that he almost spent a whole bunch of money going down a road buying a private label course that would have cost him thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars trying to launch a new brand on Amazon. We saved him from making that bad mistake. Now he's on a trajectory of spending a little bit of money at a time, learning as he goes and fitting the business into the cracks of his life where he can spend some time learning and sourcing and growing his Amazon seller business. So that was my conversation with Ted today. We talked a little bit about routines, the routines that you need to have to succeed in life and business. Uh, He's a younger guy. He's very fit. He's a fireman. We talked a little bit about some of the other projects that he's involved in. I think you're going to enjoy just the conversation, two guys talking about Amazon and life with plenty of good practical tips mixed in there. Enjoy my conversation today with my good buddy, Mr. Ted Harton. Enjoy. So Ted, welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you, Jim. This is uh, quite the honor. 
So that is I'm really excited. Well. <laughs> I appreciate it. And for those who can't see my guest today, he's wearing an Indianapolis Colts fan. We're, we're some of the saddest NFL fans possibly <laughs> in the world of football. So we, we're commiserating a little before we hit the recording today. But it's great to see him in. Of course, yeah, he's from my hometown. And so we've actually been to some meetups and things and, and uh, come across Ted. And a really great guy. Excited to see his business taken off. And it's a, let's hear your story, buddy. Uh, so I've been... I've heard about Amazon FBA uh, for a while now and just never really got into it. But I've always been looking for ways that I can work on a business just from my laptop and something that I can build that'll eventually be kind of passive. And I actually, the first thing I actually pursued was a a t-shirt, like a print-on-demand company. So I'll make t-shirts and it's really nice because that's pretty much completely passive now. Um, if someone buys something, it's automatically made, shipped, and sold. So I got that going, but then it yeah, wasn't... That was all, an online business venture, I take it, right? Yep, yep. Like website and that sort of thing. Gotcha. Yep, yep. I sell my t-shirts on Etsy and I use Printify. And so like that was cool. And that was something like I could kind of use like my some of my creative juices to like you know turn some things into stuff that i can actually sell but it wasn't really things weren't selling very fast until last q4 like i finally started to see some sales but anyways that's like that's something that i can kind of work on whenever i want but i wanted something more something that could actually turn into something big and the way i got into F, uh, amazon fba is i came across a youtube video that was like five hours long. I was like step by step. And I was like, oh, wow, look at all this free information. And so I got excited about it. And of course, it was a private label. And I was like, all right, this is cool. This is, wow, it sounds easy. They're making a lot of money. But then they tried to sell me a course. That was like 1500 or something. And I was like, all right, well, let me do a little more research before I dive into something. And I looked up, you know, what, like, what's the best Amazon FBA course? And a uh, proven Amazon course was like one of the top two or three, a bunch of, for a bunch of different sources, sites that I was looking at for reviews. So I looked further into it and, you know, watched, watched you talk a little bit about it. And, Everything made a lot of sense. And it was only at, at the time, it was only 29 bucks a month for the proven Amazon course, which it's barely any more now. But um, yeah, a tiny price bump. We're up to a little over a dollar a day instead of a little under a dollar a day now. <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. yeah. Same, the same basic premise of super low cost. Yes, exactly. So I bought the Proven Amazon course. And then I signed up for the Kickstart program and the mm-hmm. like $1. And when would this have been, Ted? How far back are we? Because here we are, January 2023. How long ago was that? This was July, mid-July. Okay. So six so, months or so ago. Yeah. Yep. And so just, you know, started learning, uh, started listening to the podcast. In the Proven Amazon course, I listened to the Amazon 101 or, you know, watched all those modules. And then the Jimmy Smith's 0 to 100K and in, in replens. And those, I mean, those two really give you a good, solid knowledge on how to do this business. But yeah, I, I got my first sale uh, September 11th. Never forget. <laughs> Significant day for a, a fireman. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, a exactly. day of celebration and remembrance for sure, right? <laughs> right. Wow. Yep. And wow, that when you get your first sale, it's it just feels so good. Nothing like it. Yeah. There's so much that led up to that. So much learning on like how to you know, list and prep and send in and, you know, so that was really encouraging. Also the uh, advanced Keepa training by uh, Brian Olson was, okay. was something I was like, wow, this is, you can do this. <laughs> you know, it's just like the more you learn, the more you're like, wow, this is like doable. And it's not as, not as complicated as, as you think. And yeah, so now it's been, I guess six or seven months, but all right, let's see. Let's look at my notes. Well, you, but, you, um, made, a, uh, you made a decision. You you watched a video, private label. And for those who've listened to many episodes of this program, you've heard me say many, many, many times, new sellers should never go down the private label path. Your odds of success are at best 5%. As a new seller, at best 5% of the time, spending thousands of dollars, actually $1,500 for that course would have been one of the least expensive courses in the private label niche, uh, in months of work, in many cases, tens of thousands of dollars spent. But I'm curious if we could just revisit that decision point because they, I mean, you watched a five-hour video. That's that's a pretty serious commitment. And then they had this course. What was it that kind of tipped the scale for you to say, you know what, I think I'm going to wait? You know, Because I'm not anti-private label. Right. I'm anti-private label for new sellers. Right. So you were a new seller. So I would have done everything I can to convince you and tip you in this direction of like, slow down. Let's go where the low hanging fruit is. Let's wade into this thing, put some money in the bank as you learn. Right. Was there something that convinced you? I'm always kind of looking, this is for my own sake and maybe for someone who's listening to this going, wait, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm considering yes. this whole private label thing. Talk me through your decision there. So actually I had a call, my first call with... um the woman that you call for like a coaching. Oh yeah. Uh, we've got, we've only got one consultant that's female in our team. So I know you're talking about Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's amazing by the she's way. Super sweet. Yeah. Been but, with me a long time too. Yeah. So when I was on the phone with her, I said, I wanted to get into private label and you know, she was like, well, that's a pretty big investment. Like if, if you are going to be successful, which, you know, we don't necessarily recommend that for new sellers, you're probably going to need around like $10,000 ish to really do it right. Minimum um, with no guarantees it's going to work out. Right. Right. So after that, I just kept listening to your podcast and and you kept saying that, you know, this is the best way to start with the replens and so I listened to that. I was like, you know what? This this has to be true. <laughs> so you hear all the yeah. guests saying the same thing. And I think the most compelling evidence that we have to offer, not just my opinion or me observing, but listen to the podcast guests, so many of them, dozens of them over the past couple of years alone, who say, right. yeah, I went down the private label road, didn't really work out, got a garage full of stuff I can't sell, <laughs> You know, I spent $25,000 and I don't know what I'm going to do with all that inventory, but Replants model has renewed my hope. It's like, why not just start there? Just just start there with the low-hanging fruit model. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to get that out there, How kind of right. how you went through that process. So it sounds like Deb saved you a, a good chunk of change there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of extra money to throw down and throw into this anyways. So, you know, it was almost not even an option once I kind of learned that that's how much it takes and it's, it's a high risk. And I, I actually even got a 
I got a loan from my dad for for five thousand dollars just to really get this going. Once I learned a little bit more, and I put it all like pretty much into inventory, and I think I might have done it a little too soon because I did make some some buys that were like I, I was getting a little trigger happy on my buys, and sure. you know I was still a little new. So like for for new sellers for for people um, that are trying to get into this, you know. I personally recommend like really get it down, like get to a point where, and I'm still trying to get to this point where I'm very confident in my sourcing and the ability to find profitable ASINs where I can't afford to even buy all of them. I'm still like trying to get really confident before I look for maybe more uh, funding. I think I'm really close. But you know, I'm I'm not in a rush. You know, I'm not trying to replace my firefighter career or anything. But I'm trying to set set myself up so I can maybe retire like earlier than I would have and have this business to you know work on. Yeah, after that, very healthy perspective, a long term perspective, right? And taking your time. Sometimes I think it's almost can be a to your detriment to have. A large pool of cash, like in that feeling of like, all right, this is my business investment. I'm going to spend it all on this business, and you you can right. go a little too aggressively, a little too quickly yeah. into wading into those waters. You know, it's exactly kind of your your desire to succeed quickly outpaces your ability yes. to make good decisions, and you can find yourself buying some inventory because that really is the game, right? Putting your you make your money when you buy your inventory, as we say around yeah. here. If you're not buying good inventory, all you've done is create a future headache for yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the game. That's what we pride ourselves on being really good at is saying no to all the bad inventory and yes to only those that you have a very high level of confidence in going after. Right. Like that's the journey you're on. Happy to dig into the weeds with you too, because I think that's where a lot of people find themselves, Ted, is I'm kind of good at this, but here's some mistakes I've made. And, and those mistakes shape you too. So they're not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing as long as they're not right. huge, expensive mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of one of the challenges is having that, that, that patience where like you don't see your, like a lot of your profit right away. Like it, it takes a while for your money to, to turn. Yeah. But yeah, just like, always trying to learn more, especially like in the beginning, like you just gotta, you gotta get it down. And I know these are what I probably should have paid for (laughs) instead of inventory was I probably should have paid for the coaching program. (laughs) You'll get there and you'll be able to pay for that all cash at some point in in the near future. I'm more concerned about the trajectory versus the order that you do things in. Right. The trajectory. Yeah. All right. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. so, people ask me all the time, oh, should I get coaching early or should I wait till I've kind of got it down? I'm like, ultimately, right. where you will be five years from now, coaching today versus coaching six months from now, doesn't make that huge of a difference. It's more trajectory. Right. Right. Are you growing slowly? Are you making better decisions consistently? Coaching will speed that up a little bit, whether you do it now or then. You might get a slightly different coach, a yeah. newbie friendly coach versus how to scale from thirty to $50,000 a year coach. Right. Like right. those are different skill sets, but they're both going to keep you on a nice trajectory. So a long-term commitment to the process, willingness to continually learn, continually test, expanding Mm -hmm. your relationships. The coach is going to speed things up when you're ready for it. But we've had plenty of people. It's actually another Indianapolis guy that has come to mind uh, who did it for a while himself and then got a coach. He was a chiropractor, my aunt's chiropractor, actually. 
you know, and he he waited till he had the profits, the proceeds from. Mm-hmm. He started with two hundred bucks, rolled it over, rolled it over, rolled it over. He had some profit in the bank now. I think at the point he had ten thousand dollars or so. It's like you know, I'm going to use some of that and I'm going to get a coach. And then things took off to another level from that. Uh, but he never tapped into loaned, borrowed funds, or he just kind of let his business pace for itself. And I can definitely respect that. Yeah, um, that you know, that's a nice pace. That's a nice trajectory. That's understanding times on your side as you're learning these new skills. Yep. Don't beat yourself up, man. It's it'll still be yeah. there when you're ready. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing the amount of like support and information that, you know, you can get from the Amazon um, or from the Facebook community. Also my local meetup, which, which is where I actually met you the first yeah, that's time. That's where I met you, man. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't attend those very often, but the one I was at here most recently, you you were there. And I think, was that your first time there? That was my first time. Yeah. So I, that was mine too. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, had it been once before, maybe? Yeah. But I don't I don't make it all that often. Yeah. But I love the group is big enough that those little organic meetups have kind of happened all over the country of you know, e-commerce listeners to this program, basically, members of our free Facebook group, kind of forming local connections through our Facebook group and finding out who lives near them and let's get together for lunch every couple of weeks or so and yeah, make around some ideas. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, yeah it was certainly a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, actually. So I don't know. Well, I think I heard you recommend this book on the podcast and then I think you also mentioned it in person, but the uh, business secrets from the Bible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've got my copy right there. I can see mine. It's just out of arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I loved that. It was really eye-opening. I mean, this this whole getting into this program, I was kind of, I was kind of lost, just like in my life. And honestly, I felt like I kind of feel like you coming into my life was like, like God kind of coming into my life a little bit. And it's been it's been like really, really life changing. Like I'm I'm excited every day to like work on this and and you know be a part of this community. And it's really like breathed in a lot of a lot of life and like positivity and you know turning into the person that I've always kind of imagined my like potential to be that I hadn't really been meeting before. So I love to hear that. I didn't I didn't realize it had been that significant for you. But yeah I know that so many of the leaders on our team consider this a ministry. We pray for God to send us the people who most need what we have, that we can most help, in other words. Mm-hmm. They will come into this community, that they will be impacted and not that they will come to love us. You know, that's a cool side benefit, but that yeah. they will become the person that God designed them to be. The mm-hmm. man, the husband, the the mom, the wife, the mother, the the father, the, you know, the friend, the the accomplishments, you know. And so many, especially younger men I know are just striving for like, I know there's got to be more. I, I, I'm capable of more. I don't want to settle for this. I want to do something, not so I can be considered important and special and big, but just something significant, something bigger than me. And they right. find that to a degree through yeah. business and those relationships and those people who are doing life at a different pace with a, you know, they're excited about life. They're looking yeah. forward to Mondays. Right. You know, when's Friday going to get here? You know, and yep. it, that's it, really. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's kind of when I know the switch has flipped when people are excited about Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah, of excited about Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just started a uh, dry month a little over a week ago. 
And on top of that and this, I'm like, I'm really glad that I'm not, you know, drinking right now and like, you know, putting all of my time and energy like into this and just things that I feel like are more important now. I'm just starting to grow up a little bit. I'm 31 years old. So it's been an exciting change over the last, you know, since I found your community and and stuff. So that that does my heart good, man. There's several leaders. I'm going to make sure that they hear this episode too, because that that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this about my family's history, but they're very active and involved in uh, recovery. And, and so, you know, not to sign any negatives, you know, there's plenty of people that can handle alcohol in a healthy way. I, mm-hmm. know, I'm not surrounded by many of them, but I know that that, that happens. But right. I also know a lot of people, there's this switch that flips and suddenly they find themselves in very unhealthy territory. And right. it gets very dangerous very quickly and life altering in a negative way. And mm-hmm. so my parents' history of decades, just recovery, you know, yeah. there's, there's an organization called Celebrate Recovery. It's a Christians Alcoholics Anonymous, basically. Up until my dad passed a couple of years ago, he was very involved. But now my mom runs one of the largest chapters in Indiana. So it's a topic near and dear to my heart. So when I hear guys like, yeah, you know, I, I don't need that stuff as much as I thought. I'm going to take a break from it or I'm going to quit or whatever. Yeah. It always does my heart good. Um, yeah. That's perhaps a story for another day. But, you know, yeah, um, sure. I've seen the damage it can do. You know, let's just leave it at that. And, and so I know you becoming a healthier, stronger version of yourself, wiser, making great choices, building a business, you know, getting out of bed with a renewed energy on top of already having very meaningful work, obviously, but be looking to expand in the right direction. So I love hearing that from a young man. I mean, I've got 20 plus years on you, so I can call you a young man, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome, dude. Super proud to be playing a small role in all of that. Love to hear it. Thanks for your transparency too. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Also, I just wanted to mention this real quick. After I uh, met you and you recommended that that business secrets from the bible i made this shirt it says got ancient jewish wisdom <laughs> a shout out to lap <laughs> yeah i love it and, yeah That's i was gonna great. give that to you if you whenever you showed up again if you were going to um, oh yeah well absolutely but, yeah i'll yeah. have to find a way to get that to you you know uh <laughs> who's gonna love that shirt is me and who's gonna be roll her eyes is my wife because i can't shut up about <laughs> somehow i always turn every conversation back into you know there's a there's actually a biblical principle there ancient jewish wisdom you know it's not <laughs> yeah. common sense either and she's like here we go <laughs> So now you're going to be creating even more of those conversations in my life. For those who don't know about the the book that Ted mentioned, Business Secrets from the Bible by my good friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. I'm a Christian. Your worldview really doesn't matter. You can absorb timeless biblical lessons, timeless truths, I should say, from the Hebrew culture that have just proven over and over and over again. And it's not common sense stuff, right, Ted? I mean, it's like, wow, I've never thought of that before. But there it is, a, a principle from the oldest book in world history that's yeah. proven time and time and time again. And I've never even seen the world that way before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it does, it challenges you. And uh, I found it challenging me and in, in shaping me and the type of leader I became in, in many ways. I'm not going to dive into it yeah. now, but yeah, it's a, it's a great book. I always put that on like top two or three recommended books of when someone's like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about being more entrepreneurial. I want to start a successful business. I want to get my mind right about business and money. And if you're open to a biblical perspective on those things, man, that yeah. book is tremendous. Yes, 100%. 
Do you have any lessons that stood out? Not to put you on the spot, but did anything um, jump off the page at you that you've kind of uh, underlined or highlighted that off the top of your head? And if not, that's fine. But uh, I'm just curious. You know, you said the book I mean, was significant to you. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, like just helping others in any way that you can is kind of a big thing, and like having that uh, abundance mindset, which which you talk about all the time. Just if you can help someone and like build build those relationships. I think that's something that you also mentioned a lot is I think that's huge. Just not being alone in your journey and yeah, building the relationships by helping yeah. others. And it always comes back to you. And that's something that I, I don't know, I guess I didn't really think about as much before that book. Being so. more intentional about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it exactly. always be expanding that list of people that know, like, and trust you. And that, that requires mm-hmm. time, effort, and energy, and accountability, and availability, and proximity. Even one of my favorite words in the internet era is proximity. It's hard to disciple or get really close to somebody or really hold each other accountable if it's all done virtually or by email or text or whatever. You know, social yeah. media has kind of pulled a lot of that away. So to the degree that you can begin to embrace those face-to-face encounters and, you know, those lunches, like the one that we met each other yeah. A lot can happen very quickly in lap and shares. That's one of the principles you shares. And there's just the speed of trust that that accelerates when there's proximity, when you're in the same room together at the same time. Yeah. You can read body language, which is 80% of communication. And females know this. Guys were a little slower to absorb, like, what? I can it's the same yeah. thing for me to read a text versus a dude say it to me to my face. It's the exact same thing, right? It's like, no, it's not. It's not the yeah. same thing at all. Right. The communication of body language and, and attitude and even the vibe that you can tell them, man, this person's having a rough day, man. I need to ask him if he's okay. You can't pick that up from a text or from an email or even from a Zoom necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, there's the value of the, And that's why we've intentionally, in our Facebook group, for example, this is one of the principles from the book, Ted, where we encourage people, find out who lives near you in this group. Here's yeah. how to do it. Get together with them. Don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. The Bible says it was not good for man to be alone. Talking about Adam and Eve. He wasn't just talking about marriage, man and a woman. He was saying, it's not good for any of us to be in isolation for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll it'll crush your soul. It'll, it'll, you'll find yourself far weaker and accomplishing far less with your life. You need to be around other people. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for letting me spend a little bit of time on my my favorite business book outside the Bible mm-hmm. itself. That book really unpacks some great lessons. Yeah. One other thing I'll say about it, Ted, you got me started, it's your fault, but <laughs> is the Bible has two to three times, depending on how you measure it, two to three times more to say about money and business than it does love and prayer combined. It's just full of very practical money and business wisdom. Yeah. You could ignore that uh, at your own peril, I will say, but regardless yeah. of worldview again. But yeah, thanks for letting me spend some time on that and for bringing it up. And I will definitely take you up on that shirt. That is a cool shirt. <laughs> Got ancient Jewish wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Lappin has been to our live event a few times as our keynote. and fully intend to uh, see if he's available to have speak at other future events as well. Oh, yeah. So you may get a chance to meet him if you come to one of our events. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have the location down yet? You know what? You're the third person today that's asked me that. (laughs) That's hilarious. And by the time this episode airs, it very well may be announced publicly because we're very close to doing that. But we know the dates, July 6th through 8th, 2023. We know it's Midwest. 
And actually, yes, I do know the hotel, but we're not sharing that publicly yet because we're getting the discount link set up and all that. So that's all going to be out there very soon. But I can tell you this as an Indianapolis guy, man, the drive's not too bad. I'll tell you that. I can give you that hint. (laughs) All right, good. Good. Yeah. Well, I hope to uh, be there. Man, I'd love to. I would absolutely love to have you there. And, And since you were a guest on the show, registrations on me. So when you see it come up, man, just shoot me a quick note. You got my text from our communication today, or at least, yeah, we've texted each other. So just say, right. hey, so I'll take us one on sale. I'll hook you up, man. Very right, awesome. Thanks. Appreciate Sweet. you serving the community. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, let's dive back into your story, man. So tell me okay. a little bit more specifics. What's working? What have you tried? Do you want to spend some time talking about some things that you're struggling with? You know, take it from here. Let's make good use of the time. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Or whatever else you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so I kind of lucked into getting a uh, VA that was actually from your program <laughs> that he I mean, this this will speak to how I don't know, strict or like well-trained or the expectation that comes out of the proven VA program. Yeah, um, provenreplansva.com. I'll stick a link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys train train VAs and then we can essentially buy one and then you know you pay them what like four dollars an hour and they can find replans for you. Well, from being active in the Facebook group, I got a message from a guy. And it was actually right before I was supposed to have a conversation with Kyle Curtis. And he was like, hey, I'm I'm a VA. I can like give you a free like week of work and we can kind of see how this works out. And I was like, all right, what's uh, so I'm actually about to talk to Kyle Curtis. What's he going to say <laughs> about you? If and he's like, oh, it's, it's okay. You can mention him. And I guess he was he just had a couple issues with his client, and so he he got fired. So like, you guys have high expectations for these VAs, which is great. But you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money to invest, and he was offering a free month and so or a free week, and so I was like, oh give you a chance and it's been it's been working out pretty well but you know i'm always trying to you know improve you know try and train him a little bit we're just trying to streamline everything but so that was nice that i kind of got kind of lucked into him so that took a little bit of the pressure off of me having to source all the time but then i was also not sourcing that much anymore and so i kind of like lost some of my uh skill set when it comes to sourcing so now i'm really focusing on sourcing again i'm trying to get good at manual sourcing and and reverse sourcing and you know seeing if i actually need tactical arbitrage anymore because i found myself using that a little bit less after i took the oa simplified course right so that was nice i was getting tired of prepping my own products and i actually reached out to your uh prep center, prep center here in india yeah. yeah okay but that was like maybe four three or four months into my journey and they're like and i think you guys require at least like six months six months of experience which mm-hmm. i understand now that i'm at six months of experience right but uh, that's actually how I got into the local meetup because I think it was Ruben connected me with UC and then he you know, told me about the local meetup. But yeah. okay, so got the local meetup down. Anyways, so j- just been learning a lot from, from them and 
you know, always trying to learn and then got set up with a prep center in Delaware and it is a sales tax free state, but I know that you, there's ways to get around that. It's just like an extra step and I'm not the most organized person keeping track of stuff with I'm trying to get better at because you need to be organized, you know, to be successful. But yeah, I've have my VA send me leads and then I'll go through the leads. And I'm actually going back through a lot of leads now because I'm I'm not as scared of getting ungated in things. In most cases, you can just buy 10 units of whatever it is, almost from any source, it seems like. So I'm kind of going back and not because he kept sending me stuff that I was on that I was gated in. And I was like, don't send me stuff that I'm gated in. But now I'm kind of looking looking back at some of those because he sends me them all in a spreadsheet. And um, and I'm also going back and rabbit trailing a little bit more and doing a little more manual sourcing as I get better at that. And so all of his leads are a lot more valuable than, now than they were because I'm just better at finding the replens now. Yeah, you're better at getting yourself qualified. You know, ungating is, it feels like a big mountain to climb when you're new, but you right. very quickly realize after you've sold a few things, you can get ungated for just about everything unless it's completely locked down. Uh, especially after you've made 40, 50 sales or so, ungating becomes pretty straightforward. So, yeah, yeah you're going back through some of those older ASINs that your VA found, mm-hmm. uh, finding some winners there, it sounds like. Yep. So, but yeah, with, uh, you know, I guess some of the struggles in the business is just, it can be a little overwhelming, just balancing all the different aspects, knowing what to focus on. I've recently gotten a, a business journal and actually got a, a free one, a, a Q1 business journal from from Kyle in our uh, little local meetup. And so I'm testing that out. And using a business journal is is a game changer as far as organizing your day mm-hmm. and setting goals, being able to mark off, you know, habits that you want to do and just learning how to be a more productive human <laughs> has been right. uh, something that, you know, it's, it's just a learning process. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a quote that I heard from Jim Rohn. I'm pretty sure is the guy that said it. He's a famous business motivational speaker. Have you heard of him, Jim Rohn? Yeah. yeah. R-O-H-N, yeah. He says, um, set about becoming a millionaire, not so you can have a million dollars, but so you can become the kind of person who's capable of having a million dollars. That's far more, worth far more. Right. Doesn't yeah. that make sense? Oh my gosh. It's not about having that certain amount of money in the bank. Like, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, you know, right. buy some nice things. Cool. Right. The kind of person you have to become to make that journey, the, like you said, the discipline. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. This isn't actually another Lapin lesson where he says, "Isn't it interesting that the that all the most influential and charismatic and and memorable people of history somehow we can always go back and see what they wrote in their journal? Like <laughs> their memoirs are published at some point, and these are the things that they did over the course of their life. Is it that famous people just somehow randomly?" write journals? Or is it that journaling leads you to becoming that kind of person who ends up being noteworthy and influential and of great accomplishments? Right. Like, I'm pretty sure it's the latter. 
Like, yep. There's something that happens when you start journaling. Your subconscious is now holding you accountable to that ink to paper. Not mm-hmm. typing isn't the same. It's ink to paper journaling. Yeah. Like, here's the things, you know, here's the things I, you start your day. Here's the things I'm grateful for. And then you look over the things you want to achieve that day. And at the end of the day, then you write down, here's the, here's how I handled the things I expected of myself today. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a failure in all measurable ways. Today was a right. disaster, but you yeah. write it down. You hold yourself accountable to it. Mm-hmm. Today was beautiful. The things that I'd hoped would work out, worked out beautifully. And here's why. And here's the lesson from, you know, three months ago, I did X, Y, and Z, and it's finally paying off. And you can flip through that. One is a record of your achievements. But the thing I think is more powerful is your subconscious kind of sets about tackling those things yeah. that you committed pen to paper, that very physical act of writing them down. Mm-hmm. Suddenly your brain's working when you don't even realize it yeah. behind the scenes and you're motivated and, and you're, you find uh, inspiration from places where you didn't know you would see it. I guess yeah. it, it's kind of hard to, for me to verbalize the power of it, but until you've tried it, don't knock it. I'd love to hear you say that. It's one of the things we encourage all of our coaching students to do. If you didn't know is journal, business mm-hmm. journal specifically separate, just yeah. for your business. Mm-hmm. What's working? What are you grateful for in the morning at night? Here's the things I'd hope to get done that I get, didn't quite get done. Here's what I really want to try to knock out tomorrow. Yeah. Get up the next day, do it again. Mm-hmm. Start with gratitude, end with, Here's how it went today. And here's what I want to do tomorrow. Yeah. I'm always excited to get sit down on my computer. And ideally, I like to put my you know to-do list and kind of rank priorities the night before. Mm-hmm. And then That's so awesome. when I when I wake up, I can just look at it and I, without having to, you know, think mm-hmm. about it and use all that brain energy to just to figure out what you need to do. Yeah. It's already there and you're ready to go. Yeah. And if you commit to it right before you sleep, your brain's already organizing, even though you realize it. Yeah. Kind of organizing yeah. your day for you. Yeah. So and and you can kind of stop thinking about it and help you get to sleep. (laughs) There's a great book called uh, Getting Things Done. I can never remember the author for some reason, but it talks about that, getting your brain to that place where you don't have to remember things. Your brain isn't built to remember tiny details of like, oh, at three o'clock today, I got to do this. And oh, this piece of paper, I'm going to need it August 14th. You know, where do I put it? Uh, I got to just leave it right in the middle of my desk, I guess. And, you know, you just find yourself kind of cluttering with stuff you have to remember. And that book very methodically makes sure that you can live at peace knowing right now, I'm not forgetting anything. And two hours from now, when things important things are happening that I need to be ready for, I'm going to get warnings for that. I'm going to get reminders and I'm going to have what I need in hand at the right time Yeah, to, to be very productive. Getting uh, another, this is another Daniel Lappin thing. I find myself quoting him all the time and it's not him. <laughs> this is ancient Jewish wisdom. This is biblical truth. But he says that the great secret to success in life, if you had to boil it down to one, there's many. He doesn't like cliches. But he said, if he had to pick one, it would be do what must be done when it must be done. Yep. That's it. <laughs> right. And it, I was a actually about to bring in, that in up. a firefighting department, you're fully aware of that. Like the worst thing that could happen, I got to imagine, is you get a, you know, a serious call at three in the morning. You guys are scrambling, like rolling hoses and where's my boots? Where did I leave my boots? Like, <laughs> that's a disaster. Those extra 45 seconds or six minutes could be someone's baby that doesn't live. Like, so right. preparation is built in mm-hmm. to everything. Like, I mean, I even love, like I, I run and we run past a, a fire department, you know, one of the newer locations here. And every time I go by there, the uh, the doors are open on the truck. Like, 
I've yeah. got to imagine that's like, we don't waste any time opening the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hop in and shut the door. Yeah. Opening the door takes three seconds. Those three seconds could be the difference between someone making it and someone not, right? Like, is that what's behind that? I'm just kind of guessing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no little, reason. Little things. Yeah, just little inefficiencies that you kind of get out of the way and you know we got our boots there we're ready to hop in get going you know if it's you know sometimes you just have to get all of your gear on on the way there because you it's faster to do it inside the truck than before you get in it and everything that's what i'm always telling my wife about her makeup too it's like hey we got a half hour drive (laughs) (laughs) same thing Right. No, I, I love it. But, but those skills are going to serve you well in this. Is that, that precise is like, you know, why put this off till tomorrow? I can check the box today quickly, efficiently. It's on the top of my mind. I don't have to spend my night worrying about it. Or you set yourself reminders. I've become a huge fan of using um, my own text. I text myself a lot. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have to commit this to memory. I'm going to text myself a note right now. Then I'll go back mm-hmm. through all my text notes at a later point and make sure I hit all yep. the things. And, and email reminders, you can set an re- email reminder for yourself on a certain date. You know, maybe it's an ASIN. I've done this many times. I look at an ASIN and I'm like, ah, that's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to revisit this one in a month. What do you do with that? Well, I send myself an email scheduled for a month from now. Huh. It's just that ASIN. It's like, hey, check this one out again. Yeah. Right? Oh, so you, you, you learn the power of that. So you don't have to remember anything. Yeah. Getting yeah. things done is the book that kind of got me disciplined thinking that way. Okay. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you if you had any more book recommendations. Yeah, um, that's a good one. It's that's a top twenty for me, not necessarily a yeah. top two or three, but that's a top twenty for sure. Okay, and just kind of organizing yourself, and especially being a, a disciplined guy like you have to be for your career, uh, you'll appreciate that one for sure. You may even find some ways to do things differently at the station. Who knows? But yeah. I imagine most of that's probably pretty dialed in at this point. But if anyone has to remember anything, they're not doing it right. Yeah. Hey, sorry for the short interruption, but you're going to love what I have to share with you. Let's talk about seller board. As an Amazon seller, do you know your numbers? Are you tracking your profit and loss by ASIN, cost of goods sold? How accurate are your numbers? Seller board helps you get extremely accurate. Starting at just $15 per month, you can know when to buy products, when not to buy products which ones are profitable, which ones aren't, you can really start to dial in your Amazon business. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out the latest fantastic sponsor to this program. So many Amazon sellers in our community are using it. I'm thrilled that they've become a sponsor of this program. Thanks, Seller Board. Go check out their offer, silentgym.com slash numbers. Especially being a, a disciplined guy like you have to be for your career, uh, you'll appreciate that one for sure. You may even find some ways to do things differently at the station. Who knows? But yeah. I imagine most of that's probably pretty dialed in at this point. But if anyone has to remember anything, they're not doing it right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love whenever I'm watching, you know, this this podcast and there's like some nugget that comes out and I need to like investigate it further, I'll just, you know, I'll just ask Siri to remind me to look this up or whatever. And then I'll look, go through my reminders and, you know, actually investigate whatever it is that yeah. I feel is valuable to me. So, or create, you can ask, uh, ask Siri to create a voice memo for you too. You know, like I do that a lot. If it's a complex thing, I want to try to remember the, 
you know, like at any given time, I'm writing multiple books that are kind of slowly being pieced together yeah. <laughs> without having to memorize all that. Like, you know, I've, I've, so I've really tapped it and I'm not great at it, but I'm pretty good at it. Just kind of capturing those thoughts, those random moments that, you know, you're like, oh, I, w- I need to remember this next time I'm talking to this person, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. You'll appreciate that book. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about specifics on your business, how it's okay. going. You know, yeah, something yeah. triggered us to bring in, like, you're, you're not, you're new. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you don't have an amazing success story to blow everyone's mind, but you've had right. some success. What have you found? What has worked? How's that going? Let's spend some time there. So I've been, like, I mean, honestly, I've just been taking some of the leads that I've been getting. I also did a lot of the tactical arbitrage. Um, so I've basically done all OA. I've tried retail arbitrage a little bit and I don't know if it's necessarily for me. I like being able to work from my laptop, you know, which, you know, I would like to get more into at some point, but OA right now is is, is just what I'm doing. Yeah. So like I've done since that September when I got my first sale, I've done just under 20 grand in sales and it did pick up, you know, in December and I got a lot of sales the first like week of January. But part of that was because I was, I've tried several different repricers and sometimes I felt like they were, I don't know, it, you have to learn how to use a repricer and like be cool was frustrating for me, but I, I also just didn't know like the expectations on how to use it correctly so i kept putting my my maximum yeah so my max price i would just have it go too high and so i'd get all these like pricing errors and stuff and i also wanted to just like bulk like min and max uh, uh make it my roi bulk min and max but like and i think there's a way to do that but i've recently I, I tried Profit Protector Pro, and I try and have the minimum be like a, a dollar or two under the buy box, and then the maximum be like maybe five, four, five, six dollars over it, depending on the product and how many sellers there are on it. But when I did that, and part of it was me trying to purge some of my inventory because it wasn't really selling, but I got I had a, a few big days, and that's when I like shared some of my results uh, on my Facebook and and on right. the on the the group's Facebook. But yeah, and that's actually when you reached out to me and you're like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> right. Okay. So that's how we connected for this conversation was but some results you were getting from your uh repricer. Well yeah. yeah you can easily get in over your head fast as a new seller with repricer kind of digging into all the possible I mean there's just so many features and right. I'd like to see newer sellers spend time repricing on their own so they kind of have an appreciation for what is it repricer could and should be doing for them. Just kind of keep an eye on things. Mm -hmm. If you've got some slower moving inventory, kind of manually making the decision, it's time to move on. You know, you wait a month or so at a price that's good for you. If it's not selling, that's when you transition that ASIN over into like, all right, time to get rid of these units. And hopefully you only have a few because you're testing very shallow, right? Mm -hmm. But I think something that I would advise a guy who's in your position to be paying a little more attention to is the number of drops per month on the ASINs that you're listing. Mm -hmm. Instead of settling for anything that's like in that 
eight to 12 or 15 or even 20 drops a month, maybe you look for stuff that's dropping more aggressively, Yeah, which may have more sellers with it, associated with it. Mm-hmm. But your odds of actually making a successful sale on a regular basis goes up dramatically. Yeah. And say those 40 to 50 drops a month, ASINs. Yeah. So does that make sense to you as I, as I kind of talk through that? Oh, for sure. And some of those slower moving ASINs, what do you think your mistake was? Well, I think, well... Or were they just tests that didn't turn out? So there were... So I did test out a leads list for a little bit. And I did get... I suckered myself into buying some of the things from the leads list. And of mm-hmm. course, they tank. But I mean, even even rabbit trailing off of some of those, you know, a lot of a lot of other people are doing the same thing. So some of those just kind of tanked. And then I was also, you know, like I said, I was a little trigger happy on buying, buying whatever, even if it I was like, "Eh, it's nice. It's good enough profit. You know, screw it. We'll buy it. But something that Travis from the local meetup said that he does with his VA that he waits a few weeks before he buys them. And that was like, like, really? Like you're missing out. <laughs> so I tried that and I just started buying uh, after waiting for a few weeks, uh, buying the leads that I'm sent. And I'm hoping that will help because I have ran through a few that I'm like, wow, it's a good thing I didn't buy that. Because you know, you never really know for sure exactly where your VA is getting the leads. I mean, mm-hmm. my VA is a great guy, and I like I trust him. But it's nice to have that little extra level of being sure that it's you know consistent price and everything. So yeah, and and I don't know, nor do I need to know who that VA is. He was someone that was released from our VA training program, so he's you know yeah. there was a reason behind that. I don't know what right, it is right, right. again. Um, yeah, but you can't be overly cautious in analyzing. And I love the tip that Travis gave you. Wait a few weeks. If you suspect that some of the replans that you're considering are from a list that other sellers are seeing, possibly many other sellers are seeing at the same time you are, yeah, just go back and look at the stuff that you received a couple months ago. How's it doing? And you can start to very quickly see if it's a pattern, everything that I'm getting two months later, is swamped, it's on a list. And whoever it is that's providing that to you, it's probably on a list of some kind that's being provided to a bunch of other sellers. It's kind of the mm-hmm. law of averages. Like, yeah, that I can expect that to happen sometime, but it happens all the time because there's plenty of people out there who rely very heavily on a buy list. They don't want to do yeah. any research. They don't even want to look at Keepa. They just see, oh, this ASIN's on a list. Here's the store. Here's the price. I'm going to go buy it. It sold recently for more money than that. So I'm in. Pour a bunch of money in. So there, there's always that that wave of stupid money that's kind of rolling through Amazon of people that just bought bad inventory. And if you're kind of caught in that wave, you never, you're going to struggle. You want to get yeah. out of the crowd, right. finding your own ASINs, your own yeah. opportunities, your own relationships, even your own distributors. Right. Not that it's things that, that other people can never find, but it's not in front of the crowd. You know, you don't yeah. want to be out there with the crowd, follow the herd, get slaughtered kind of thing. Yeah, go off over here on your own. Right. Do a little bit of your own research and, you know, yeah. call, call some brands, get some unique advantages. And that's why I love, I know you've you've shied away from retail arbitrage, but one of the advantages of, of buying it off of a local store shelf is, you know, the inventory is right there if you need yeah. it. And a lot of times, 
the retail stores will have stuff that you just can't get online. Yeah. It's impossible to find. Right. So there's some advantages there to spending a little bit of time. You don't, don't spend hours in stores. Some people think it's like, oh, I got to drive to 50 stores in a day. No, one store, one section of the store. Yeah. Once a week or so when I'm there shopping anyway. Yeah. I got a few replans there. And you'll find the, you know, there, there's Walmarts that are very close to you and I, where my team and, you know, same with Target, same with Kroger, same with Menards, same with, you know, Lowe's. I could list, you know, yeah. There's replants just sitting right there anytime you want to go grab them. Yeah. You'd struggle to, to source online necessarily. Uh, right. And consistency. Um, yeah. You know, th- those are just some tips for you. I'm not saying shift your whole strategy. Yeah. But look for stuff with more drops. I would encourage you there because it sounds like you've been hopping on some listings that, that there's either a lot of other people looking at or it doesn't sell fast enough. You kind of find yourself yeah. sitting there. It's like, man, I've had this for two months now and I haven't sold. Well, there's only one thing that causes that, and that's a slow-moving ASIC. Right. And sometimes you get too excited looking at the price, like, oh, yeah, the buy box is $50, and I can yeah. get it for $25. i am going to jump on it. Well, it only right. drops three times a month. Yeah. You could have that thing for six, eight months before it sells. Right. Yeah, and, and, and that's another reason why I'm getting trying to get more into the manual sourcing is one if, if if i do start doing the retail sourcing like i can rabbit trail a lot better and you know yeah. like like what you say you know, look up the brand and the product and you know there could be so many different reasons with one product and just really exhausting those options before you move on yeah yeah and get your va doing that too Right. Yeah. That's easy to monitor progress on that. Yeah. So see a bunch of brands, you'll see the same brand on several ASINs. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take pictures of, yeah. I mean, either have them do OA or I could take pictures of stuff on shelves and have him go through it too. Absolutely. Yep. And, and then you know he's doing work just for you. That's one way to guarantee that your VA is working just for you is store pictures. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what what other questions did you have for me? If anything, I, I know you had some notes. Was there anything we could go over to to be as helpful as possible in this? And then you're doing great, by the way. Thank because you. in the big, just you know, take a big picture vantage point for a second while you think about what other topics you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Starting a business always has meant and always will mean a period of intense focused effort a struggle at the beginning, new things to learn, feeling like it's not necessarily going all that well. Yeah. And then the compounding effect of these lessons you've learned and suddenly you're making fewer, for lack of a better word, dumb decisions and suddenly you're making more wise decisions and that caution starts to pay in your favor, starts to tip in your favor. Now you're profitable. That's the journey. Yeah. That's, you know, we, we see the bright, shiny opportunities online and like how to make a thousand dollars per day starting 30 days from now, you know, we'll teach you everything you need to know. It's like, no, that that's all garbage, man. There's no one out right. there really doing that. There's people selling courses, convincing people that they can do that, but those people are asking for refunds later because it doesn't work. Yeah. Destroying their reputation and creating zero success stories. The reality yeah. of business is it's a journey, it's work. You haven't put a ton of money into this yet. You've put some time. Yeah. Learn some valuable lessons. You're on a good trajectory. Stick with it. You're positioned extremely well. Yeah. You've learned what not to do, which is just as important to know as what to do. Yeah. So I'm fully confident 
and where you'll be soon. You've had some good days and some good weeks. You've seen proof of concept. It's just a matter of tweaking your processes a little bit. Yep. All right. So yep. as, as long as you're on board with all that, man, you're going to be in a great place six months from now, a year from now. You're, you're heading in a beautiful direction yeah. and, and the, you will start to notice doors opening more for you now. You're at that point where it mm-hmm. certainly will be happening for you. But yep. what else is on your mind, buddy? What else you got on your list, if anything? So, well, I was I was going to ask you like what your like if you have any wisdom to impart on your like maybe daily routine or something that helps and and I know we kind of already went over that with the business journal or whatever yeah. but that's kind of a lot of it what I've been working on because I feel like I know a lot of what I need to do and you know some of it is just learning more and just keep getting nuggets from you know listening to the podcast or youtube videos or or whatever but then you know you just need to put it all into practice but yeah do you have any advice on your yeah well my routine, routine will look a little different from a replens amazon business results vantage point because i don't touch a lot of the day-to-day parts of my business i've got a warehouse near here where three of my family members are any given day, along with a handful of people who work for me. And they're basically running this business, doing the stuff that we teach here, plus a prep center, you know, plus selling on eBay and Facebook Marketplace and Walmart and all that. So we've, you know, but I, I'm not the guy box on the tape. I'm capable of finding replans. I kind of take pride in my ability to do those things. Yeah. But my daily routine isn't necessarily so much the routine that you need if right. you starting off launching a replens business. I would argue though, that it's a pretty dialed in healthy routine to the degree that I stick with it. I'm not a super disciplined like, hey, 402, I'm eating my eggs. 407, I'm drinking my smoothie. 530, I'm running. No, but you look at the, I'm just, I don't do life that way. I'm more of a, I let my family's mood and my family's needs and even the weather and like, hey, it's a beautiful day. My whole calendar just got pushed back to tomorrow. Right? Yeah. So I do have that flexibility now because I've I've worked hard over a long period of time. When I was your age, it was much more of a bang, bang, right. bang discipline. I could tell you what I'd be doing at Tuesday at 307. Yeah. I've earned my way into that flexibility. But the same disciplines are still important in regards to how mm-hmm. you start your day. And it, you know, know, I know you're a fitness guy and I want to talk about that calendar too. I don't know the limit oh, yeah. on that note, but <laughs> You know, so staying in shape, and I take those important areas of life, those you know, those five important areas of life that you hear Lappin talking about so often: faith, family, friends, finances, fitness. Right? Like, you can't just work on one or two or three, right. or one or two or three of the others. No, it, it, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah, I'm very much into that philosophy. Yeah. It's very biblical, I believe, as well, and you can see the results of it. Mm-hmm. There's not many people who just thrive in just one area without just eventually the other areas that they ignore dragging down that one area that they're supposed yeah, to be yeah, successful yeah. in, right? Yeah. So with all that being said, to a video otherwise very simple. <laughs> yeah. You, you've got to start your mornings out with with gratitude. To, for me, it's, <laughs> it's gratitude for God. I mean, literally the first conscious thought I have upon waking in the morning, whether I write it down or not, is, wow, thank you, God, for this, for this, for this, for whatever random things I can think of that my legs work when I swing them over the bed. I know guys that don't have that anymore, right? right. I can stand up and nothing hurts. Praise God, man. Yeah. I can, you know, and just like, so gratitude, gratitude. And then mm-hmm. for me, it's time in the word, time in prayer. Again, when I'm being disciplined about it, otherwise I've just, I'll even just think these thoughts. I'd like to get out and get on a run. 
So I like to keep my mornings very open when people schedule stuff with me. Very rarely yeah. am I available before like noon for anything. Yeah. I keep my morning super flexible. And that's where my day kind of starts to take shape in my mind. <clears throat> and the night before, I've already written or thought through. But now, how what I don't really assign the order of importance until I look at my calendar and then kind of think through based on how my morning's going and what the thing yeah. I need are. Here's the things I'm going to try to tackle today. Jeff Bezos says, I try to make one or two really good decisions every day. <laughs> like this guy's one of the richest men to ever walk a plane. <laughs> and that's his philosophy of business. I try to make one or two, at most three, good decisions a day. Like we put too much pressure on ourselves. So on this topic, because sometimes, you know, especially with, with younger guys, what they're looking for is, and I'm not saying you are, you but are. I want to hit, like, here's the 10 things I got to do every day. Someone tell me, like, and I'll right. hit those hard and I will go to where that takes me. That's not it. I think we've, we've put too much pressure on ourselves for any given day. I think, um, oh, what was it? I can never remember which book it's from. It's not Tipping Point. But the concept is basically we put too much pressure on ourselves and the expectation of what we can accomplish in a day. We don't estimate accurately what all we can fit into a single day. Yeah. And to the degree that we do that, we also underestimate what we can do in a year if our trajectory is correct. That's the healthier place to spend. Like, what's my trajectory? Yeah. Okay, so I missed a workout today. I missed a run today. Don't beat yourself right. up. Yeah. Out of the last 20 times you intended to work out a run, you hit it 17 or 18 times. Yeah, That's your trajectory. Don't right. beat yourself up on those days. And let that drag you into three or four days of thinking you're a loser because you skipped a workout or you skipped a, you cheated on your non-cheat day or whatever with your meals. Don't get so tied into that. Yeah. But look at it as a timeline. That's where a journal really helps you out too. Yeah. So whenever someone talks about routine, I transition that over into a trajectory conversation because I want to see where where was I six months ago? Then yeah. three months ago. Yeah. Not yesterday, today, and then what's my plan for tomorrow? Like we get so now focused, we lose sense yeah. of the trajectory. So that's that's about as much as far as business related. Yeah. And I'd like to think of myself as flexible and available for my family any given time. That door that you can see right there, you know, it's shut right now, but uh, that's because dad's on a podcast. Otherwise, yeah. that door is open. That means any of my kids coming and going, my wife needs me for something, I can be distracted away. And I'm pr- I take pride in that. Yeah, it yeah. throws me off, but right. dad, and I'm a husband right. before I'm a business guy. Yeah. So it's keeping those priorities in check as far as talking about routine. It's not like I vanish for nine hours a day because, you know, I cannot be interrupted. Mm-hmm. That's important to me too. At certain stages of my business growth, I had to be more focused than I am now to continue the momentum. Yeah. But the benefit of being disciplined when you're young is you start to kind of hit that, you know, there's a, there's a, it's not a plateau necessarily, but it takes a lot less work to get that ball up the mountain than it used to. You know, it used to be a steep mountain. It used to feel like that. And now the playing field's kind of tipped and it feels more like you're kind of rolling almost, not quite flat. It'll never be flat. It just takes a lot less work and you can take more breaks and still accomplish this significant amount. But that's because you've got the relationships. You've got the team. You know, you've minded your trajectory, your your habits. And I'll say this too, of all the things you could have asked me, Ted, I love that question and I could talk longer on it, but I won't. But, there's a few things that I know really influence. I love talking to, to young men, typically, you know, somewhere between half your age and your age, and, and talking to you about a few things, classic wisdom that old guys say. Maybe you've heard these things before, but it's so true. Tell me who you hang out with, 
I'll tell you your future. Tell me what content you're consuming. I'll, I'll tell you where you're heading. Tell me what your habits are. I'll tell you what your right. life will look like a few years from now. I would add to that. Tell me how you treat women. I'll tell you how happy you'll be in your 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know a lot about you to know a lot right. about where you're headed. Yeah. And so you, the fact that you're asking questions like that is, uh, it's good, man. Spend some time yeah. hanging out with guys who are older than you who kind of have that trajectory. Right. Like, I wouldn't mind being near where that guy is. How do you get there? Right, right. Good stuff, for sure. If I can help you make avoid a few, mis- a few mistakes that I made along the way, man, that'd be better. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I've been so grateful. It's like little things like this that I've heard in your podcast throughout. It's been just life-changing for me. And and that's why I, I'm trying to network a lot. I'm, I, I just switched my Instagram name to Teddy underscore flips. <laughs> and it's turning into, you know, documenting my journey. And yep. I've found that, you know, sharing, sharing stuff like that on social media, whether it's motivational or my results or anything that I'm doing, like the first time I sh- shared my uh, results, I had like eight people reach out to me and one of them, you know, was you asking for me to be on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to, I want to get more people into this. I want to attract other people that are doing the same thing. I love this conversation. I want to, I I find myself only wanting to talk about my Amazon journey to (laughs) my other friends that don't do it and they don't want to necessarily talk about it. So yeah, I'm trying to, definitely create some of those relationships where I'm surrounding myself with the people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I had a, uh, a interesting, you know, since you brought up the team of Hebrew earlier, I can always pull a Hebrew lesson out of everything. And just listening to you talk, you talk about some of your friends who they're not in the Amazon world and you find yourself kind of really being drawn in this direction. I was talking to one of my sons just today. It is a text conversation back and forth, but that the word for face, you know, as we're looking at each other face, you know, you see someone's face. It's plural in Hebrew. It's not a singular. Like in, in English, it's he has a face, she has a face. No, in, in Hebrew, it's a plural, faces. Because at any given time, any given moment, interacting with anybody, you've got a different expression, a different countenance, a different you know resonance with that person. It's very different to hang out with your it's your wife than it is with your daughter or with your mom or, you know, they're all females. You'd think, okay, I'm going to look about the same. There's ladies in the room. Okay. This is how we act when there's ladies in the room. No, your relationship is very individualized with every person, mm-hmm. which means we're capable as humans of navigating these like an enormous amount of relationships. They're not all super close, tight, intimate, you know, I would cry at their funeral for weeks kind of people. There, you can only have a handful of those, but you can have relationships with so many people. So you turn the Amazon thing off when you're with these guys. I mean, this is this is my right. fireman guys. These are my basketball buddies. These are my running buddies. These are my... Mm-hmm. And those worlds sometimes overlap and blend a little bit, but we're more than capable of yeah. having incredibly high quality relationships in multiple arenas. That's yeah. one of the secrets of the Hebrew approach to life is, you know, they keep track. You know, yeah. put a number to it. How many people know, like, and trust you? Yeah. Like put a number to put names. How many people could you call? They'd be like, hey, great to hear from you, man. Yeah, what's the idea? What do you got for me now? Every time I talk to you, I'm motivated, encouraged. There's a great idea. There's this, there's a story. Like, how many yeah. people? And it's sad. I think it, you know, when we start to isolate and think, oh, maybe, maybe five, three or three to five people maybe on that list. Like, no, that's a sad life, dude. <laughs> that's right. just sad. 
So yeah. making a post in a Facebook group and suddenly you got eight new people interacting and corresponding. Yeah, there's an excitement and energy there. Yeah. We encourage that. Yeah. And it's kind of keeping me accountable. And, you know, when I meet people, you know, if if I am trying to network a little bit, you know, they can they can look at my journey that I've documented. They can see that I have some credibility. And so I, before that, I was always not really a big social media poster person. I always kind of had that like, oh, this, like, why do people feel the need to share all of this stuff? Like, is this actually how things are going in their life? You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and that, but, that, there's some healthy thoughts in there for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only useful to the degree that it leads you to real relationships. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how I... Couch. Right. If it's leading me to real people, real real names, people I can eventually talk to, hang out, meet, influence mm-hmm. that proximity thing again, right? Yeah. Like or find my people. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like, hey, everybody, here's what I had for breakfast. Aren't I cool? Like, yeah, that stuff drives me nuts too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Use it as a tool of leverage to to lead you into good, healthy, strong relationships. Though, man, there's no reason not to stay in touch with people and yeah, keep you, you keep it in check. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. It's another resource for you. Well, great question, man. Yeah, it's more routines, and hopefully, you found it helpful. Uh, I, I'm certainly not going to write a book on the topic anytime soon, but I know what's worked for me well, and what I coach, and what I what I share when people ask me that question. You kind of hit it, and, I, and I'm very big into staying physically fit, dude. I'm like, I'm 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 a runner, and uh, 20, 25 miles a week, and playing ball one day a week, and body weight exercises. You know, so I take care of that for sure. And I, I think it's hard to be healthy in the other areas of life if you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, the, everything's everything's declining in the important areas of life unless it's getting a lot of attention. Right. You know, the entropy, things tending towards chaos, things decaying and breaking up. Yeah. In all the important areas of life, that requires work. Yeah. You know, relationships, money, your health, they're all the same way. Yeah. Uh, but on the topic of health, I know you're a, you're, a, you're a healthy guy. I've met you. You take your physical fitness seriously. You're a fireman. And you guys did a calendar, and I'm going to stick a link in the show notes <laughs> to how people can get it. We're still, as we're recording this, still early January. Hopefully, we'll get this out in time where a 2023 calendar is useful, or if people just want to <laughs> help out a good cause. But yeah. tell me about that, man, because I did see you post that on social media, and uh, you're part of that. Fill me in on that a little bit. Yeah, so um, we try to do try to do one every year, uh, and it's. It's a lot of fun, and it goes towards a great cause. Um, it, uh, most of the money goes towards this, the uh, St. Florian Center, um, and they put on like summer programs for at, at, at-risk youth that you know encourage them to be someone positive and do something positive and really get them on that right tra- trajectory in life. It also goes to uh, there's a thing that's called Christmas at the Firehouse where you know underprivileged families will can can come to the firehouse and like get get presents and stuff. And so it's, they're they're really good causes and it's a lot of fun um, and it's it's pretty funny just <laughs> being in a fireman calendar. <laughs> yeah, you guys so, don't take yourself too seriously. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, we can stick the link in the show notes, but uh, yeah, shoot it over to me and I'll, I'll put it in there. But is this the an Indianapolis thing or is it just your uh, it's the it's the indie firefighter calendar. We're not necessarily it's not necessarily one department. It's just kind of the area. Yeah. But yeah, this is my 
this will be my fourth one that I've that I've been in. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Congratulations on taking care of yourself and putting that calendar together with those guys and and whoever else is involved. Yeah, happy to spread the word. Maybe you guys will sell a few, even if it's yeah. too late for your 2023 calendar. Support a good cause and help them yeah. burn through whatever extra copies they got. Burn through yeah. a fireman calendar. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I just, I'm sure you guys have some inventory. You wouldn't mind moving and turning that into you know toys. For oh kids yeah, and good, for sure. Yeah good charity program. So appreciate you mentioning that. All mm-hmm. right. Well, anything else on your mind before we start to wrap this up? Did we miss anything that you had uh, on your mind for today? You know, I I guess just some advice is just take action um, for anyone. Like that's when you start getting excited about it is when you really truly learn something is by doing it. And mm-hmm. you always mentioned the just-in-time learning um, you know, learn it as you go. And um, that's, that's been a big, uh, helpful lesson that I learned. Also, I think you mentioned the uh, video speed controller, uh, Chrome extension, (laughs) or like, you know, this podcast might be a little long, you can, or I mean, for the modules in the class or whatever, right? Um, or any video, yeah, yeah, exactly. Speed things up a little bit, and yeah. I do it on podcasts. I, I try to stay just south of chipmunk sounding voices because that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe that'll make my voice uh, go higher because I'm <laughs> always self conscious about my deep voice. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure the chicks dig it, man. No worries about that. <laughs> Yeah, but you get up and some people's laughs are hilarious. I mean, <laughs> yeah. high pitched laugh or whatever, and you're listening to high speed. Yeah, but you go like one quarter, one and one quarter speed, or one and one half speed on a video or an audio content really can change because our ability to listen, I do know this, is like 18 times faster than our ability to speak. Like we can comprehend really fast words if you're concentrating. Like, so you just turn up the speed a little bit and do your workout, go about your day, and, and, you can get through a lot of content really fast. I mean, that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. Also, with your like Monday Q and A sessions, I, I mean, this is just a suggestion because I found it really helpful from like some some YouTube videos I've watched. Is people will host these like Q and A, like live Q and As, where they're also live sourcing. And when when you're just like seeing it done live by someone that you know really like knows how to do it, I've I found that that to be really helpful too. So. Maybe one somebody in the community can do it. Maybe I can do it once. Uh... You know, there's some in the, the Q4 groups that we've had. We've had live sourcing sessions that we've captured and recorded as part of those. So there's some in the Proven okay. Amazon course. Couldn't tell you exactly where to go to get them, but we've done yeah. plenty of that where it's yeah. just going to the store and taking a picture of a shelf and here's how I'm researching this product. Yeah. 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 That, but that's great. Yeah. People love to look over the shoulder experience. We've got, we've got a handful of that, but that would be a good Monday yeah. for me just to... Yeah. It's, you know, instead of me being on my computer, I actually just show some, maybe a picture and here's the picture I took and here's how we did the research. Yeah, this is a great tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, I just thank you for having me on here. Like, I know you always ask people if they want to be on, but, you know, I'd, I was like, ah, that'd be cool to be on, but I didn't really do it until you until you asked me, and then I was like, oh, now I have to. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you accepted, and and you know we we love sharing different stages of the journey. You know, we've got people who are ten times bigger than you as guests, and we got people who are newer than you as guests. But just 
sharing that journey, part of the feedback that we began getting after we did hundreds of these episodes was from people saying, I really like hearing from the new people who haven't quite figured it out all the way. They've got a little momentum. Maybe that's cool, but I can more relate to them versus the people who are just doing the $50,000 a month and have built a whole team. Like I can't relate to that. So I like doing these episodes. Just very real, very raw. Here's where I'm at, chipping away at it, fitting it into my life and feeling great about where it's heading, but not where I want to be quite yet. Those those tend to be very useful episodes for folks. So I'm I'm glad you uh, stepped up and and uh, volunteered to do this, man. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, well, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We'll be seeing you again, man. The indie groups get together and we'll have to hang out, man. Do you do any running? Uh, I don't do as much running. I, I do more just like weightlifting for the most part, but I, I stay active. Maybe, uh, maybe I can kick your butt sometime and you can kick my butt sometime. I'm more of a body yeah. weight guy. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Come, you, come, come hang out and you can kick my butt and I'll make you go on a five mile run with me. So. <laughs> Get, Perfect. An old dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deal. Actually, my, so my brother, another thing that I was going to mention is that uh, I'm a quadruplet. Um, I don't know if you knew that. No. But... Wow. Really? Yeah, and my brother is about to run 50 miles in the Moab, uh, uh, Utah. Those guys are nuts. Next next week. You know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, like the three-day <laughs> yeah. run or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he probably thinks you're nuts too. Hitting just hitting. Like, you don't know what you're missing, man. The runner's got it right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, but yeah. Fun to cool. fun to stay healthy. Keep challenging yeah, well, yourself. And, you're well positioned. You've got all. You've got everything you need. The community. The the mindset. Yeah. You're on a great trajectory. So if I can do anything for you, buddy, you know I'm here, man. I appreciate it. All right, Ted. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk to the listeners and wrap this one up. Thanks for hanging out with Ted and I today. We had a great chat. Hopefully, you enjoyed hanging out. If you enjoy this kind of thing, where it's a host talking to one of our students. In some cases, like I said, they build amazing, massive businesses that blow us all away. And in some cases, it's people who are starting their journey and everything in between. We've got hundreds of those episodes at silentgym.com. Go check them out. If you're new around here, listen to 15, 20 episodes. You'll get a good feel for what it is we do here. But on behalf of the whole podcast team and my great guest, Ted, once again, thank you, buddy. Send me that link to the calendar. Okay, man? Yep, will do. (laughs) We'll stick out in the show notes. And everyone else who puts this show together... Thanks to our great team. God bless all the business building warriors out there. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. Before I let you go, one last announcement. I want to remind you about our great sponsor, Sellerboard. Get to silentgym.com slash numbers, and you'll see the special offer they have for you. Starting at just $15 per month, you can get the most accurate tracking, the best analytics tool for your Amazon seller account. And not only does it help you track your numbers and know when you're profitable or not on each ASIN, it also gives you additional features such as managing your inventory, getting reimbursements for FBA errors, staying informed about listing changes, and optimizing your pay-per-click campaigns. A bunch of robust features for just a few dollars. It's a great tool. Many successful sellers in our community are using them, especially loving the way that they help you know if you're profitable or not keeping track of all those different fees. Hey, go check out Sellerboard, silentgym.com slash numbers. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. 
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.